0: Hey friends, it's Sherry. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming virtual summit I'm a guest speaker at, and you can attend for free. So whether you're an entrepreneur seeking to boost cash flow and leads or a career professional ready to take the leap into entrepreneurship, this event is designed with your specific needs in mind. It's an opportunity you don't want to be missed. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it will be an epic experience. So join me and 15 plus other top female entrepreneur experts for the rise of the entrepreneur, navigating the entrepreneurial landscape for female professionals five-day summit. Together, we're gonna dig deep into our wealth of ex- expertise, offering invaluable support for career professionals and entrepreneurs like you. Every year, you see my friend Sherelle Slace host this event and collectively she brings in over 4,000 women at all levels wanting to implement new strategies and take their businesses to the next level. And I'm so excited to be one of the guest speakers this year. And I'm also attending this event myself. And I would love to invite you to join me. So this five-day virtual summit runs May 13th through 17th. And during that time, you can catch all the replays of the trainings. Trainings like From unknown to unstoppable, publicity tactics for fearless female entrepreneurs, or manage your money like a boss, or navigating the entrepreneurial landscape for female professionals, or this one I'm very interested about, top four legal mistakes to avoid on your online business. And my topic is unleash your strengths and thrive in entrepreneurship. So you're not going to want to miss this one. So reserve your spot now. Yep, go ahead. Put this episode on pause, go over and register, and then hop back in here to finish listening. All you have to do is head over to rebrand.ly backslash Rises Summit backslash Sherry Miter. So rebrand.ly backslash Rises Summit backslash Sherry Miter. I'm sorry, rise Summit. There's only one S there. (laughs) And I will put that link in the show notes for you as well. So do me one more favor. If you register, pop into our new Motivated for More Facebook group and let me know if you'll be watching the summit next week. We can compare notes together. All right, my friend, hope to see you at the summit and let's get back to today's episode. Hi and welcome back to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host Sherry Miter, and today we are on day 26 of our 100 days of podcasting, a quarter of the way done. And I got to tell you, it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Always trying to figure out what am I going to talk about with you ladies or you guys and As always, reach out to me if you have a topic that you would love for me to cover, anything having to do with business, marketing, working in your strengths and superpowers, balancing it all, shoot me an email or text or whatever, (laughs) carrier pigeon, I don't know, (laughs) and let me know what topics you would love for me to cover. In today's show, we are going to dive into pricing, and I know this is something we all struggle with, so I hope... You find value in today's podcast. Let's get going. Okay. As I mentioned, today we are going to dive into pricing and figuring out what to charge for our services or our products or our offers, whatever it is we are sharing with the world. And if you are new, a new entrepreneur, I'm sure you are struggling with this. And even if you're a seasoned one, you may be trying to revamp your business, and you want to change up your services, or maybe you're adding on a new addition to your services, and you're just trying to figure out what should I be charging. And I know for myself, it's been on my mind a lot as I was restructuring some of my services and working with my coach, and she was helping me, you know, get my head wrapped around what I should be charging. And... Based on what I was hearing from a different coach of mine, my existing coach um, that I did a session with, she's like, You are charging way too little. You've got to raise your prices. And she reminded me of some things I'm going to share with all of you today. But basically, she was like, You have 26 years of experience. That's not reflected in your prices. You need to add that in. So she helped me kind of adjust some things in my pricing. Plus I've been working with one of my coaching clients and we're creating a new um, offer in her business. So we were trying to figure out like, what is that worth? What should she charge for this? So it's been on my mind a lot. And I just know listening to other entrepreneurs that I know and friends with that it's something we all struggle with. So I have five things I'm going to share with you, five thoughts that as you're trying to figure out what should I charge, just some things to think about that should help you find that sweet spot. And it really is about finding the sweet spot because if you charge too high, uh, no one's going to buy from you or too few people are going to buy from you. And if you charge too low, no one's going to take you seriously So it's almost more harm to charge too little than to charge too much, in my opinion. And honestly, if you asked five different coaches, you're probably going to get five different opinions. Probably if you asked 50, you'll get 50 different opinions. I've worked with some coaches as I've shared that their theory is charge a little bit and just hammer it down and you know, get the experience until you can't fill up your date book any, or your date book's overflowing, you can't handle it anymore, then raise your prices. Whereas other coaches I've worked with were like, no, you add value to the world. You have experience. You have knowledge. You put in your time and effort. Charge what you are worth. So there's really no right or wrong. You just have to figure out what works best for you and your business. But here are five things to consider. So as you're thinking about what to charge, just keep these things in mind. Number one, people aren't just paying for the service or the product that they are purchasing. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that in a minute. They are paying for the hours of study, of time, of education, of work experience, of your creative thinking, of your life experience of the trials and the errors you've had in creating that product, that course, that coaching experience for them. So it's not just the one thing that they're initially looking at. So if you're creating a course, for instance, they are not just paying for the time and effort that went into that course. And setting it up online and all of that stuff, they are paying for everything you did leading up to that course. All those elements I just mentioned that went into that course—that's what they're paying for. If you sell a product, such a, as a, um, maybe you create uh, purses. A couple of my clients are in the bag industry, and they they make they sew bags. Well. Your clients are paying for not just that beautiful bag, but they're paying for the time you spent surfing the internet finding the perfect pattern, the time you spent finding the right materials, the time you you spent sewing that purse and having to redo it because the first time was all wrong. <laughs> like, you know, they're paying for all of that. So for all of your experience and knowledge that goes into the thing you are selling. The second thing to consider is they're also paying for the prep time and the follow-up time, especially if you are a coach, you offer a service. There's time that we have to spend to get ready for an appointment. So as a business coach, I spend a lot of time prepping ahead of the time for my Zoom appointments with my clients. So I might just be on a Zoom for 45 to 60 minutes with that client doing the coaching session. But I've spent time, you know, leading up to that, perhaps that day, that week, that month, thinking about my clients. I always have a sticky pad for myself that I'm jotting down thoughts that pop in my head at random times. Let me tell you, it is random. That I think about one of my clients is like, oh, next time I talk to her, I got to share this idea. Or sometimes it's so juicy and good, I'll shoot them a boxer message right away and say, hey, I was just thinking about you um, and share whatever it was on my mind. Or maybe they're voxing me and asking me a quick question. Or they shoot me an email, say, hey, I, I created this. Can you take a look at it? So there's a lot of work that's going into the service before, after. And not just that 45 to 60 minutes during. And that was the one thing my coach Kiara reminded me of. That they're not paying an hourly fee for coaching services. I'm not paying her an hourly fee for coaching services. I mean, even after I spent 90 minutes with her, I was boxing her, messaging her some other questions that she answered. So it's not just the time In that appointment, it's all the time around that appointment that you need to factor into what you charge for your services, especially, again, in a service industry. Okay, number three is people pay for transformation. The higher the transformation, the higher the rate you can charge. So now this especially, like, even if you are, you sell a a item, a thing, a piece of jewelry, a purse, a sweater. That's not going to yield a big transformation. It does yield a little transformation because hey, when we get a new piece of jewelry or a new sweater or we're carrying that new pa- that purse or bag, it makes us feel happier. It makes us feel prettier. It makes us feel good in that moment, but it's probably not going to rock our world. It's not going to change our lives. But let's say that you were somebody and you sell uh really high-end bags, say like the coach or I don't even know. I'm so not a brand person. Um, even typing this, can I share this real quick? Little side note. It says, I was typing up my notes and I was t- thinking about this part of the transformation that I wanted to share this scenario that I just cringe because I am so not a brand person. Like I never have been, even as a teenage girl, I, I just didn't, I didn't care what name was on my jean, you know, on my jean, on my butt in my jeans. I just knew that, and I'm still the same way. Now I might have a fancy brand on my jeans, but it's only because they fit good and I like them. It's not because of the brand that they are. Same thing with a purse. I might carry a, a high brand purse occasionally, but it's only because either somebody gave it to me, which is normally what it is, or I just liked it. It's not because of the name. But I know that for a lot of people, the name represents success, being able to afford that product to them says, I've made it. It's kind of like driving, you know, the higher end car to some people driving a Cadillac or a BMW or an Audi, you know, represents I've made it. So that transformation is not just about how they feel when they're carrying that purse or wearing that sweater or driving that car. It's about that feeling of success that they get when they use that thing. So I hope that makes sense. So sometimes it's even a product that can allow for a lot of a big transformation. Now, sometimes it's also, say in a transformation, say you're a health coach and you help people lose weight. Now, if they're only going to lose weight, like 10 pounds in the course that you're offering, it's not going to be as a big of transformation as say, if your course can help that person lose a hundred pounds. Now that person that can lose a hundred pounds, that's a huge transformation. Like that's life altering health, happiness, all of that relationships, probably so much can happen from that hundred pound transformation. So they're going to be willing to pay more than the person that's only going to lose 10 pounds. Um, same thing with coaching. if you're helping somebody start a business that's going to totally change the way they they live their lives, um, they're gonna pay more for that transformation. If you are a divorce relationship coach, uh, there's a difference in relationship between maybe just dating versus you're helping somebody fix a relationship so they're not going to have to get, get a divorce. you know if 25 years of marriage is not going to go down the drain that's a huge transformation for them. So pay attention how much transformation do your clients get when they purchase your product, work with you as a coach or buy your course. That will play into how much you can charge for that. And sometimes with this, we get stuck because we don't see as the coach or the person creating something, we may think, oh, there's really not that much transformation. But When you really dive deep into this, it probably is a lot more transformation than you even realize. So that might be something talk to a friend with, talk to your coach, you know, ask them, what transformation do I provide? And you might be surprised by the answers. Okay, number four, the fourth thing to consider when deciding how much to charge for your services or your product is you your confidence and your deserve level and how you show up for your clients definitely should be reflected in what you charge. And here's the thing. When we feel confident that we do provide a five-star service or we have created something that is beautifully done, handmade, you know, no mistakes to it, you can charge more for that because your confidence in that product or that service is higher. And sometimes when we raise our prices, it is scary. It's scary charging more. Uh, when I was working with Karen, she's telling me how much I should be charging. I'm like, uh, I don't think so. I, trust me, I didn't go as high as what she said. <laughs> I had to lower it a little bit because my confidence wasn't where she suggested. I had to figure that out. What? Where was my confidence? But here's the thing I realize is if you're not charging a lot and you think, well, you know what? I'm just going to go really low. You are not going to show up as much as you will if you charge more for that service. So sometimes by charging less, you're actually going to do a disservice for your clients. And I've seen this happen in my own life. If I'm working on something that I know, "Mm, I'm really not even going to make that much money. The client doesn't have to spend that much money on this. I just want to get it done. Like, that's my attitude. I just want to get it done. Get it out there. Versus if I'm charging a lot more for something, like, I'm going to pour my heart and soul into that thing. Um, I remember my parents, when they had their upholstery business, you know, there were some Things that my dad, you know, maybe he was doing it as a freebie or, you know, wasn't getting paid a lot, you know, okay, or good was good enough. And he was excellent at his work. Don't hear me wrong on that. He did quality work, but it was like good was good enough versus if he had a higher end client, he used to do a lot of customized cars, like the old cars, and he would do the inside. Like him and my mom put their heart and soul into that because one, the client was paying a lot more for it. And two, it meant a lot for that client because they were also pouring their heart and soul into the exterior of the car. So together, they had to do high-quality work. So when you're getting paid more, you're going to show up better. So keep that in mind. At what level do you need to make it, it worth you showing up at your absolute best? And then the fifth thing to consider is the client how are they going to show up based on how they what they pay and the same is true just like you're going to show up better if you charge more your client is going to show up better if they pay more um how many of you if you're a learner like i am i am so guilty of my my addiction is learning <laughs> my i'm a course junkie and you know how you see those little like $27 offers out there? Like they know me. They know I'm gullible for that. I buy them all the time. And if I've spent $27 on it, I'm not going to lie. There are some that I never even open up and do. Like it was sounded cool in the moment and then I forgot about it and I, I might open it up, peek at it, and then I just, I never get back to it. And my theory is I've wasted $27 on a lot more things in the past than that. So I don't worry too much about it. Versus the times I've spent a couple thousand dollars on courses or a coach or something, I show up. I do the work. Like I want to get every single penny worth when it's expensive. It, and that's to me. I mean, there are some courses out there that are 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, 50,000. Like things can get really expensive out there. So, When you pay more, you're going to show up better. So when your clients pay more, they're going to show up better, which means they're going to do the work. If you're offering a course, they're going to do the work that you're telling them to do, that you're sharing with them, your expertise. They're going to do that work, which means they're going to get better transformation, which means they're going to go out and share with the world like, hey, you need to go take this course because I did it. I showed up and this was all the transformation I got. Versus that person that maybe they buy something that's you're not charging a lot, and they they buy it, but then they never finish it, and then they're talking to a friend like, "Hey, have you seen this course out there? It's by so and so. What do you think?" And she's like, "Ah, eh, I bought it, but I never did. Any, it didn't do anything for me. Well, it didn't do anything for them because they never finished it. So you're gonna end up with better clients, better results, better referrals." When you charge the right amount, now again, you have to keep everything else in consideration. So don't overcharge for that reason. It has to fit what you're offering. But just keep that in mind. Sometimes we're scared to charge more, but you're actually doing a disservice if you lowball your offer to your clients. Here's something else when you charge the right amount for your ideal client, And that's the key thing here. You need to make sure it's the right amount for your ideal client. Hopefully you know who your ideal client is by now. Um, Then they're going to be willing to pay that. And think about this. Let's say you had a course. And you were thinking, you know what? I'm just going to charge $100 for this course. And if I get 10 people, I've made $1,000. But those 10 people... Nine of the probably are never even going to finish the course because it's only a $100 investment. And to a lot of us, that's not a big investment when it comes to courses. One might finish, but she may not pour her heart and soul into it. So she may not get the big transformation that she could have got. Versus if you have that one, you decide, you know what? I'm going to charge a $1,000 for this. It passes all the litmus test of everything else above. You know it's good. You know it's going to provide transformation. You know it's designed for your ideal client. You know you showed up for it. You charge $1,000. So maybe you only get one person that pays $1,000 versus 10 that pays 100 But guess what? That person is your ideal client. They're going to do the work. You're going to have fun working with them. You both have more joy in the journey. And it's less time for you because <laughs> you have one client to work with. and show up and give five-star service versus 10 clients who aren't even going to do all the work. So does that make sense? Like, is this resonating with you? Let me know if this all makes sense to you and just gives you a different thought on perhaps how to price things. And Trust me, I know it is scary to put your price out there. And you're wondering, is anybody going to purchase this? Is anybody going to spend that much money with me? Are they going to think I'm worth it? Like all those thoughts do go through our heads. Um, But if we consider everything and we can, again, look through and say, yes, I am worth this. Yes, I showed up for this. Yes, I'm going to add value. And we promise our clients that we're going to give them that five-star service or we're going to create the best bag ever, whatever it is that you're offering. Then charge what you're worth. You deserve to be paid for your time and effort and all your expertise. Um, so I hope these things help you kind of figure out like what you should be charging. And here's the here's the last thing that I want you to think about is don't spend too much time stressing over this because you can always change things. You know, if you're feeling like, and, and if you go high give it time, give it time. You need time to wait for that one right customer to show up. And again, I know, I know, I know it's so hard to wait, but you have to give it time. And, if by chance you really start to feel like, ah, oh, maybe I, you priced it too high, you can always, you know, offer a, a $100 coupon or a special offer. You can always change it up a little bit. You don't want to lowball it and say, oh, now I'm just charging this. Don't do that. But add more value. So that's the other thing. You can always add more value to what you're offering to make it worth more and you can always do a promo for short term specials and do that so if you feel like your price is too high you can always do that and if your price is too low you can always raise your prices it's your business to do what you want so you can always raise things up um so don't stress too much about it but just consider all the things we just chatted about set your price and then leave it alone for long enough to see if it works and I think that was it. It seemed like there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Nope. I don't know. If I did, it went out of my head. So I hope that does help. And um, as always, I would just love to hear from you. Like, how did this resonate with you? Did it give you a new thought? Did it cause you to think about like what you are charging for your products, for your services, for your courses, whatever it is you're putting out there into the world, And let me know, did you go higher? Did you go lower? How did it affect you? Or or did you feel like, oh, that was the other thing. Sorry, that was the, I knew there was one more thing. Look at your competitors. You do want to consider that. So look around, what are others charging for a similar quality of work? And you don't want to be the lowest man on the totem pole because then things just keep going lower and lower and lower, you just want to stack on more value. So charge a little more, but add more value so that it's it, it's worth more than what somebody else is charging. You don't need to be the lowest man on the totem pole because that just says you're not worth it. And you are. You're worth it. So charge accordingly. All right. I hope that helps you. And thanks, as always, for listening to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast if you know of an entrepreneur who's struggling with this right now and trying to figure out what to charge for her services or her products, share this podcast with them. Um, Hopefully it'll help them and it'll resonate with them on getting the right price for their offer.